Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yes. Yes. Give him praise up in this building. Give me praise, Father God.
if you have your Bibles today, we're going to go to Ezra chapter 4. We'll also touch on chapter 5 and 6 as well. I want to talk today about overcoming opposition. And this is a very good message for us today, for the church, because uh, we will face opposition. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And notice the title of my message, Overcoming Opposition. You ever thought, man, I'm going to start doing the right thing in my life. I'm going to start living for God and, and, and serving Him. And what's the first thing that happens? You face opposition. But you know, seldom are God's purposes accomplished without adversity and struggle. No sooner do we receive a vision from God or a purpose to do something for the sake of His kingdom than some person or circumstance inevitably arrives that seems to make fulfilling that vision almost impossible. Typically, we see these roadblocks as the devil's attempt to thwart God's plan. And often that is the case. But there is a more deeper plan at work. God wants us to win church victories by learning to depend on Him. And this dependence on Him is usually accomplished through some degree of struggle. Do you have struggle in your life? Are you struggling with issues in your life? And the reason that it's there is God wants you to learn to overcome that hurdle, that adversity. And you can. Paul in Philippians so eloquently says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. If God be for you, who can be your adversary or against you? We're going to look at Judah again and the exiles who have were in the process of renewing their dedication to the Lord as they went back, you remember last week, under Cyrus' decree to rebuild the temple. And here they are obeying God this wonderful remnant that took heart to go back. They're obeying God, but they're facing some difficulties. These people were tested by the opposition that came out against them. And you and I will be tested by opposition, church. But in the end, God miraculously gave them victory just as He will us as we and as they determined to do His will. Before we begin, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You for the opportunity, Lord, to stand behind this sacred desk today. Lord, what a great privilege and an honor it is to minister to Your people Your Word. Father, I in and of myself am unworthy. I in and of myself can do nothing and cannot accomplish Your purpose. But Lord, I ask for the anointing of Your Spirit to communicate Your Word to this, Your people. Lord, speak through me as Your vessel today. Build in our lives hope, strength, and character, Lord. Help us to be the people You've called us to be, Father. And Lord, build Your church. Just as Israel was purposing to build the temple, Lord, You're building Your temple here today in us. Father, move by Your Spirit today, we pray, in Jesus' name. Everyone say it. Amen. 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 Well, church, in order to overcome opposition, my first point is you have to face 
opposition. We'll go to Ezra chapter 4, and we'll see, uh, let's look at verse 1. When the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard, notice he said enemies. God's people always have enemies. Your devil, uh, the devil is like a roaring lion, roaring lion, roaming about seeking whom he may devour. I don't know about you, I don't want to be devoured. Hallelujah. But he's seeking. He's, he's roaming about. There's all looking for you, to oppose you, to oppose God through you and in you. And here he was going to try to stop the people of God from rebuilding that temple. They heard that these exiles were building a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel. See, the devil's heard. He's heard God's moving in your life. He's heard God's changing your life. He's heard. He's seen. He's watched you. You're, coming, you're starting to build something that He doesn't want to get built. Because it's for the glory of God. You're here as God's workmanship and He's building you into a holy temple and He's going to use you for holy purposes. But see, the enemy sees that He wants to put opposition in your path to stop you just as He was trying to stop the children of Judah. And the way to victory for you and I, church, today is the same as it was for the children of Judah 2,600 years ago. Somebody say amen. amen. It says here they came Verse 2 to Zerubbabel and to the heads of the families, that is of Israel, and said, Let us help you, because like you we seek your God and have been sacrificing to him since the time of Ershad, king of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the rest of the heads of the families of Israel answered, You have no part with us in building a temple to our God. We alone will build it for the Lord, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, commanded us. Then the people around them set out to discourage the people of Judah and made them afraid to go on building. Opposition. Opposition. See, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We belong to God. We're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Yes. Hallelujah. Israel and Judah here, they were a people of God. They were chosen to serve and to live for Him. Now this remnant had come through the, the 70 years of judgment, and now they were going to rededicate their lives to serve God. Isn't it like us, you and I, church, when we have walked with God and maybe like Israel or Judah gotten away from God and, and faced the Lord's discipline in our life and, and, and done some things in terms of transgression we shouldn't have done, but yet God is gracious. He calls us back into His presence and we see that as we rededicate our lives to the Lord, as we kneel before the altar of God and say, Lord, I want to serve You again. I want to live for You. I want to walk with You. I don't want to live in sin. I want to be a child of God. And you begin to walk with God, and somebody comes your way. Hey man, why don't you hang out with us? Come on, hang out with us for a little while. Well, no, I'm, I'm living for the Lord now. I'm not, I'm not going to do those things like, oh, we ain't going to get in no trouble. Come on with us. Get in the car. Ride with us. Get in the car. You start riding with them, what happens? 
But they do. You end up doing what they're doing. Be not deceived. Evil company. Somebody finish that verse. Corrupts good manners. Come on now. See, we need to stay away from the world. We need to put sin away from us and pursue God. We need to pursue the Lord and, and rebuild the altar in our life. And that's what the enemy does. He first he'll send people your way. He'll send people your way to, to try to draw you away from God. Yeah. It's not the people, it's the devil in them. Come on. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> it's the devil working through the unsaved to try to draw you away from serving God because God knows what you can do for Him. But you, you, we need to be like Judah and say, I'm going to serve God no matter what. You know, I don't know about you, but in my life, I've, I've seen that trend years ago. I would get away from God and then I would come back, get away from God and then have to come back. And you know, after a few times of that, I don't know about you, if you can't say amen, you're going to have to say oh me. I got kind of sick of living in sin. I got kind of sick of being in the pig pen. I got sick of eating slop spiritually. Come on now. I needed to get back with God. I wanted to serve Him. I wanted to know Him and walk with Him and have His blessing on my life. Hallelujah. I wanted to have Him pleased with who I was as a person. I wanted to be used by God. I said, Lord, use me. Hallelujah. Same old friends, the same old things would come by trying to draw you away. Oh, but after a while I said, no, 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 no. I'm putting my foot down, devil. I'm going to live for you, God. I'm going to serve you. Hallelujah. And I ain't never looked back. Somebody say amen. amen. said, I ain't never looked back. Come on. I'm going to live for God. I'm not sorry for it either. Hallelujah. Always sends people. We're going to help you. Well, we'll help you serve the Lord. No, you're not saved. Get out of here. You don't have a desire to, to go to church on Sunday and worship God. You don't have a desire to read the Word. You just want to walk and live in sin and try to drag me down. Well, the elders, notice that the elders of Israel rejected it outright. Said, no, 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 we're not mixing. What concord hath the temple of God with idols, the Scripture says. Amen? Come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Oh, hallelujah. These rejected helpers became hinderers and tried to work against them. See, you can't please God and man at the same time. And I stopped trying a long time ago. I purpose to live for Jesus Christ. And I pray that you will as well. I purpose to serve Him. To please Him. To live for Him. Somebody say Amen. I know we're running a little shorthanded this morning, but you just have to shout a little louder. Help me preach, alright? Amen. Thank you, Brother Dave. I appreciate that. Notice the leadership. Said you have no part with us building the temple of God. They understood that principle. But the people around them nonetheless set out to discourage the people and to put fear on them. Fear. Fear is a powerful weapon. Let me know that. Fear. Fear. We're more numerous than you. You don't want to offend us. We'll really make it hard on you. 
I'm the only one on my job that's living for God. Everybody else is unsane. I'm, I'm outnumbered. Fear. My Bible says God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Yes. Hallelujah. We don't have to succumb to fear. We know. I, I know who has called me. I know who I'm serving. Hallelujah. Thank you. And He's able to help me. Oh, I'll face opposition, church. You'll face opposition. But we can overcome. We can and we will overcome as we rely upon the Lord. So they, what had happened was these uncircumcised Gentiles trying to hinder God's people from doing their work. We had a shift in leadership in Persian Empire. It was no longer Cyrus who was king. Remember, made the decree and actually financed the wood and all for them to go back and build. Maybe these people wanted to get in because there was some money there and they wanted to help sell them something or they wanted to be hired on to make money. They saw a profit, whatever it was. But the children of Judah were there to do something holy for the Lord. And they rejected that. They were the ones to build. So the people got angry and they wrote a letter to the new king, Darius. And they said, Darius, we got this group of people over here building and they won't do this and that. I won't go into the whole story. You can read the book of Ezra. I encourage you to this week. So they sent letters. They used diplomatic channels to politically bring the building to a halt. It's sort of like today. You know, we see... Uh, Christians have been unhindered in the United States preaching the gospel by and large by the government. We've been able to preach the word of God unhindered. And yet now, it's if you don't marry two men, we're going to sue you. If you don't do this, we're going to... We see opposition. Do I fear opposition? No. Maybe that's what we need. To wake up a complacent, lazy, do-nothing church. Self-centered church. We maybe we need some opposition. But I'm gonna stand for God. I'm gonna live for Him. I'm gonna preach His word. I'm gonna preach truth, no matter what. But we see they appealed to Darius to try to shut down the word, hoping that he would be on their side. And in a spiritual sense, he may very well have been. But we thank God for grace and favor. Somebody say amen. amen. Grace and favor. You know, God's able to make all grace abound toward you in every good thing you do, in every work you do. And God was going to give the children of Israel His grace and favor. They didn't know that yet. All they knew was they were stopped from building what God had told them to do. They had faced opposite. Now they were afraid. They were outnumbered. What are we going to do? What are you going to do in the world we're in today, church? You know, I don't have I never had a problem walking right into a company with men around using every bad language, every word. Praise God, hallelujah, glory to God. And you know what? When you do that, people shut up. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure they're afraid of me. I'm not afraid of them. That's it, brother. Why? God's called me. I know who I am. They don't know who they are. They're lost. I know who I am. We have to learn lessons. And we're going to see God moving and intervening on behalf of the children of Israel. See, when we face difficulty like we live in today, in this world today, church, hear me, 
God knows who to, how to raise up people. He knows how to raise up men and women who, who will speak for Him, who will be His mouthpiece to this world, who will be a mouthpiece to you, who will encourage you, who will strengthen you. No man is an island. We're made to live together as a body. Come on now. A body that's fitly framed together. That's walking together in unity and singleness of mind and purpose. We're here to build the kingdom of heaven to lift up and magnify Jesus. And Judah was there to build a literal temple so that people could go there to worship the true and living God at that time. And they were hindered. They were stopped. But God would intervene. Let's look at chapter 5 and we'll see. Just turn the page a little bit. And we'll see God's intervention through prophetic prompting. Oh, hallelujah. God knows how to give you a word in season. Can I get a witness? Amen. Chapter 5, verse 1. Now Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the prophet, a descendant of Iddo, prophesied to the Jews in Judah and in Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. Look at that. God raised up two prophets in their midst. He began to prophesy to the people who were discouraged, who were under attack. God raised up men of faith, men of power. You know, back in those days, the Holy Spirit would come upon kings as if they were godly. He would leave if they weren't. And there were a few godly ones, amen? That God blessed, and the people had good peace and, and, and rule in their country when godly men were in authority. But when the wicked rule, oh, it's bad. It's bad. But God would put His Spirit upon kings and on priests. Now, today in the New Testament time, you and I all that are born again have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, and we're all, we all can be baptized in the Holy Spirit with power. We all can prophesy one by one. Somebody say amen. amen. We, and we need to do that, church. Somebody say, say, I need God's gifts in my life. And in the church, in this church, we need His gifts. They're for a reason. We see that God raised up two prophets to speak a word in time to the people of God. To begin to encourage them. Those prophets begin to edify them in their difficulty, in their despair. You know, I don't know about how many times I've come into church, I don't know about you, where I needed a word. I needed to hear from God. Amen. Yes. Sometimes it's just from His Word. Sometimes it's from another believer who says a word in time and it encourages me and in my spirit. You know, God's given me as a gift to you to help encourage you in your faith to build you up when you come in down and hopefully you leave up. Glory to God. And really, that's what was going on here. God sent prophets prompting them to continue to serve the Lord. Don't give up. Don't quit now. Just because we're facing opposition doesn't mean we're not in the will of God. How many times do we see things come our way that aren't... Well, I, I just don't know why God let that happen to me. I mean, why did He do that if I'm His servant? We're thinking wrong. Come on. We need to learn, Lord, help me to trust and rely on You. Yes, hallelujah. You know, many of you know I had a scare this week with the blood pressure and the doctor, one of the doctors giving me wrong medicine. Set my pressure way up, almost killed me. And at that point, I couldn't rely on medicine. Amen. Who did I rely on? God. God, God alone. But He got me through. Somebody say amen. Thank you, Lord. 
And it might not have been my prayers because I couldn't pray very well. I couldn't think very well. But I, all I could say was Jesus. Jesus helped me. But I had some others praying. Amen. That knew about it. They were praying in the Spirit. And they knew that God could intervene. Hallelujah. See, He prompts the right people. He prompts when, when, that, when that, the prompting is needed. Somebody say Amen. amen. Haggai and Zechariah strengthened the people through their ministry. Verse 5, look at this. But the eye of their God... I love that statement. The eye of their God was watching over the elders of the Jews and they were not stopped until a report could go to Darius and his written reply was received. So even though they had sent off word to try to stop the Jews from building, the Lord allowed them to continue on. Amen. Why? Because He was watching over them. Brother Dave, God's watching over you. He knows the difficulties you face. But He's watching over you. Ryan, God's watching over you. His eyes upon you. Not, not to harm you, but to help you. Our key is, are we looking to Him? Are we allowing Him? Amen. That's, it's on us, not on Him. He's there. He's there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Here's a good prayer that David prayed. It's in Psalm. In the Psalms, it says, Deliver me from my enemies, O God, and protect me from those who rise up against me. Hallelujah. Deliver me. And you know what? He will. God will. God was with him. A report could go to Darius. And a reply would be received. So, you see, permission was granted ultimately to rebuild. Hallelujah. And they were continuing on. How did that transpire? How did that happen? You, you, you see, there's always someone, and it's really Satan, trying to hinder you in God and your relationship with Him. Satan's there to oppose you. He don't want you to grow in God. He, he wants to keep people from knowing God, from growing in God, from developing in God, and for producing for God. See, there's just stages to our spiritual life and growth. He, the enemy will hinder you at every, at every stage. But if you overcome that opposition, you move to the next stage. And ultimately, God is not t taking you through the fire just to burn you. He's taking you to refine you so that when you get to the top stage, you're, you're just like Jesus. Thank you, Amen. Thank Jesus. Why are you suffering with your pain and your... Why? Because so, you're going to be more like Jesus when you're done. Thank you, Lord. Well, I wish I just didn't have to, but you wouldn't be like Jesus. But I don't like to... No, nobody does. <laughs> Think Jesus liked hanging on the cross? But He did for our sake. And we're, we're to pick up our cross and follow Him spiritually. Amen? We're to allow ourselves and God to do a work in us, dying to ourselves so that He can fulfill His purpose and His plan through us and through our lives. God intervened for Israel. He let it go all the way to the point where they were going to stop them from building. 
and they get all the way, and then the people were like, well, if God called us, and He chose us, and He brought us back, and He gave us favor with Darius, and we got all the material we need, and now we're building, but now we're stopped because of these enemies around us. Well, where's God? And why is this happening? Why is this going? I don't understand. See, they didn't. They had a couple men of faith come along by God's grace and began to encourage them. Hello? And they began to see the bigger picture. Amen. And ultimately, when we begin to see the bigger picture, well, you begin to understand what work it is that God is doing in your life. You give Him praise. We can see here in Israel and in Judah a victorious celebration. And if we go to chapter 6, verse 3, we'll close there. We'll see the temple ultimately is dedicated. And they celebrate that first Passover. Hallelujah. Because of their faithfulness to God and God's faithfulness to them, the work got done. Somebody say Amen. They overcame opposition. And when they overcame opposition, God received all the glory. Somebody, somebody shout yes. Oh, hallelujah. Chapter 6, verse 3, In the first year of King Cyrus, now let me, let me state what this is. This is Darius who did not understand simply because he, he, he's, he's the king. There's all kind of things going on in his kingdom. It's a, it's a worldwide kingdom. And he didn't know what was going on with the Jews and with Cyrus' decree and all that. So he goes to the archives. Now here's a, a good tip here. Here's a man who was a wise leader. Here's a man who was not a stupid man. He was reasonable and wanted to do a good job. We can see that through his kingdom. Now, the rebuilding of the temple would go on through uh, Cyrus, Darius, and then Artaxerxes. Uh, remember, during the time of Esther. So three different kings would be involved with what was going on with the Jews. Darius receives this complaint from these people around Israel that, that they're building and doing it, and he and they want to shut down, so he goes back to the to the law. Wouldn't it be nice if we had leadership that went by the Constitution and the law? Hello? Yeah. He just didn't say, well, I don't like them dumb Jews anyway. Just go ahead and stop them. No, he didn't do that. God's grace, His favor was there. Hello? Remember, this is over there where the Ayatollah's ruling now. But look, he says... He reads the decree. In the first year of King Cyrus, verse 3, the king issued a decree concerning the temple of God in Jerusalem. Let the temple be rebuilt as a place to present sacrifices and let its foundation foundations be laid. It is to be 90 feet high and 90 feet wide. Verse 7, go down there. Do not interfere, this is what Darius says, with the work of of this temple of God. Let the governor of the Jews and the Jewish elders rebuild this house of God on its site. Do you see that? He said, leave them alone. Why did he say that? Because God intervened. God gave the Jewish people favor with Cyrus originally, and he continued that favor with Darius. The people were doing everything they could to stop them legally. But the legality wasn't there. It was a law written by Cyrus. And Darius upheld the law. He said, leave the Jews alone. Let them build the site and do what they was, uh, was decreed that they would do. 
Look at verse 7. Do not interfere with the work. In other words, they're going to rebuild on this site. Verse 14. So the elders of the Jews continued to build and prosper under, look at this, under the preaching of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, a descendant of Ido. So here these two prophets continued to preach to the people along with their rebuilding effort and encouraging them and strengthening them. Somebody say, man, God had blessed them. And can you imagine the rejoicing and the celebration that God is moving in our lives in spite of what the enemy's doing? Amen. See, when, when you're attacked by the enemy, no, no matter what area it is in your life, and you see God intervene, and He takes up your cause, and He blesses you and helps you and takes you over that hurdle, you're going to give Him praise. You. You're going to celebrate. You, celebrate that victory. Hallelujah. Glory. So that when you come up against opposition again, you're not quite as easily discouraged as you were maybe the first. Now you say, well, God is with me. He helped me through this. He's going to help me through this next one. Yes, amen. And you just get stronger and stronger and stronger and the devil's shaking his head like, I don't know what to do with these people now. Thank you, Jesus. I'm throwing everything at them. I put opposition up again. Now, if you just get run over every time and you're laying down on the, on the ground crying, oh, Oh God, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. Oh, pray for me, please. Help me. I'm beat up again. Over and over and over. That doesn't glorify Him. And it doesn't help you a bit. Might just mean you're not using the faith He's given you. You're not stretching forth and making the effort. Some folk are just late. Come on. I use that L word, lazy. They don't want to pray. They don't want to seek God. They don't want to press forward. Well, I have somebody do it for me. No. Put your nose to the grindstone. Go at it. Whatsoever you put your hand to, do it with all of your might. Amen. Amen. Let the Lord strengthen your hand. Let Him help you. Let Him bless you. Ultimately, they got the job done. Look at verse 14. So the elders of the Jews continued to build and the people prospered under the preaching of Haggai and Zechariah. They finished building the temple according to the command of God, the God of Israel. Hallelujah. And the decrees of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, kings of Persia. Hallelujah. The temple was completed, verse 15, on the third day of the month of Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. Then the people of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the exiles celebrated the dedication of the house of God with joy. Hallelujah! When you come through your trial and you get back on track and you're living and serving God and doing what He's called you to do, you'll have great joy in your life. Hallelujah! Yes, hallelujah. Some folks don't wonder why there's no joy. I, my, my Christian experience is so dry, it's like it's almost dead. Well, you gotta serve God, you gotta overcome some opposition, you gotta make an effort to live for Him and allow Him to move in your life. Stop leaning on your own understanding and start trusting in Him. Yes, and I trust, I tell you right now, church, the joy, the joy will come. It'll flood your soul. Joy, divine joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what valley I'm walking through, no matter whether I'm in the shadow of death or not, I'm not going to fear anything because God is with me. Hallelujah. He's my joy and my strength. 
He's my song. Hallelujah. And I'm going to rejoice in Him. Oh, glory to God. Praise His name. Yes, amen. You know, today's message reveals we can believe God for success in our endeavors. We can successfully overcome opposition. And you know, it is related to our obedience to Him. Don't ever forget that. When we do things His way, He gets the glory. And we grow. You know, opposition to efforts to do good can come from many, many, many sources, church. Sickness can sidetrack a believer from pursuing the Lord's purpose. Closed doors can stand in the way of following God's path. We can believe God to empower His servants to overcome all obstacles just like He did in Judah. He'll do it in us. He's no respecter. He can heal the sick. He can open doors no one can shut. Believe God today, church, for whatever is needed in your life. He wants you to have success in learning to overcome opposition. Let's stand this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give You praise today. We, we worship, we magnify You. Take a moment of time, church. Lift your hand toward heaven. Say, Lord, I'm here today as Your servant, Lord. I'm Your servant, Lord. You're the Master. Maybe you've been facing opposition in your life. Maybe it's been going on this week particularly strong. I want you to say, Lord, I surrender to You. Lord, move in my life. I'm here today to encourage you, church, to encourage you that God is for you, not against you. He's on your side. He helps, wants to bring you to an expected end. He wants to bless your life. I assure you that on the authority of His Word, He wants to bless your life. He wants you to be fruitful. If you're struggling in your life, just take a moment. Say, Lord, help me. I need your help. Sometimes the first step is, is called pride. I need to lay it aside. I need to humble myself and say, Lord, move in my life. Move in me today. Change my heart, oh God. Make me the man. Make me the woman I need to be. Move in me today. We serve, church. We serve the great and mighty God. He's able to do all things. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we're able to ask or even think. By that Holy Spirit power that works in us. We give Him praise. Let's sing that as we close, church. How great is our
heart in the great and mighty God. Lord, there is no one like you. Father, we give you praise. We, we thank you for moving in our lives. We thank you for your grace, Lord, and your mercy. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.